Hello, my name is Kristen and I am obsessed with all things play-based and child-led learning. Truly obsessed. I am here to help you navigate the messy and the magical on your journey to a play-based program. It is truly magical on the other side and I want you to feel each day what I feel when I walk into my classroom. I am the homeschool mama to four. I'm the founder of a play and nature-based preschool and forest school and I am here to cheer you on. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get going. Welcome to the Play-Based Learning Podcast. I have with me today my BFF from Washington State. Tiffany Pearsall. That's me. What up, what up, what up? Yeah. This is how Tiffany and I actually met was podcasting. Mm -hmm. We had a podcast for three years called Q&A with T&K, and you can actually still find the archives on MyPlayVolution HQ, I think, dot com. Yeah. Yes. Or explorationsearlylearning.com. And you can like just search for Q&A with T&K. And there's like 130 episodes. Yeah. Of goodness. Content. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, Very good question. And yeah. So, we like didn't know each other at all when we started. No, we didn't. So maybe don't listen to like the first four. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the first, I want to go back and listen to the first one because I bet we were so nervous. We had no idea what we were doing. And this was before you could like easily record a Zoom yeah. audio. Yeah. So we had to figure out how to like Skype and get it to do the thing and yeah. put it through the board. And oh my it was, gosh. it felt so hard. And now it's just like record. <laughs> right. Because everybody does this because pandemic, it's like everything had to catch up. It's so funny. Yeah. Okay, Tiffany runs a school called Play Frontier. The website mm-hmm. is playfrontier.org. Normally I have everybody say their own things, but like I know all yours by heart. <laughs> I'm just talking for you. Um, I love it. Yeah. So, okay, tell us a little bit about your school and tell us why you're slightly breathless right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm slightly breathless because I'm about to have a baby in T minus nine days if it comes on the due date. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of baby in there right now. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of legs. Are we sure that it's not actually a spider? I think I'm going to give birth to a spider. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, my gosh. Um, I run a school called Play Frontier. We're a nature play school, just like Kristen's Butterfly Hill. I think that that term is perfect. Um, We play all day. We have an immersive play-based environment. And then we also get to hit the trail across the street in the Gifford Pinchot National Forest. And we walk around with babies and toddlers and preschoolers. And do bunch bike. They have these amazing electric bikes called bunch bikes that like they're electric and you ride them and like kids fit in this giant bucket yeah it's a six child bus bike is what they're called so the teacher sits in the back and rides it and then the kids are in the front we're still in the licensing limbo they haven't decided if it's a car or not yet (laughs) 
<laughs> so can you use them yet or not? No, we can't use them until they like, approve. So we're just waiting for that. But I think that'll be soon. Because it's not a car. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so Tiffany sent me a video the other night of her little one playing a really loud guitar and said, Oh my. <laughs> Just what have I done? And what did you say? <laughs> Best Facebook marketplace purchase ever? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should bust the myth that children need to be quiet to <laughs> learn or to play yeah that's a pain that's not true <laughs> no not at all I think well okay so I'm gonna go back to like my traditional teaching days and mm -hmm. um I was I'm guilty I was guilty of um, one, two, three, eyes on me, marshmallow in your mouth, like fill your mouth with marshmallows so that you can't, I was just doing Grab a bubble face there. You can't, <laughs> you pretend your mouth is closed, so you can't talk or flickering the lights when it was too loud in the classroom. Or I actually oh. had, when I, I did daycare for like 10 months and that was like the hard, like in-home family childcare. And that was like the hardest 10, 10 months of my life. But I did a um, inside voices, outside voices chart thing with the levels where you like show the kids <laughs> what's a good level, but good according to yeah. who? Yeah. Oh. Good according uh, to who? Right. But it's one of those things where it's, it's such a thing that's been ingrained in us since when we were little, since like we grew up in school that it's mm -hmm. just an automatic, like, oh, you're too loud. And where did that even, like, it came from that. It came from the industrialized school system. But like, mm -hmm. how can we break up with that? Like, why can't they just like be loud and use their voices how they want to use their voices? I, I don't know why it's such an issue for some people. I do think that there's, a difference between just like being loud all the time and having a community of people in a room that you care for. Yeah. So like if he's um, just like making ear splitting pew, pew, pews and everybody in the room is like yes. covering ears and just like, oh, stressed out and suddenly also no longer able to participate in what they're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is where the, the volume teaching point comes in. Like, exactly. oh, you're hurting your Years. let's play this game outside exactly yes as opposed to just like blanket like we need to use inside voices all the time because we're inside right but I think I think that there's a lot of learning that at our program that goes around like what when is the right time and place because that's essentially what it is if everybody's like playing a singing yelling loud game on the piano and they're all having a great time, then why would you stop that? Right. Do you guys have a piano at your program? Yeah. And it used to be inside, but it was way too loud. <laughs> 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 we also had to do a little like 
floor plan analysis of, okay, this takes up how much room in the floor plan and we could replace it with these four things. So then we rolled it outside and now it's like they all play with their feet and just yell oh my God. and nobody cares. It's delightful. Okay. Where is it in your outdoor space? I don't even remember seeing it out there when I was there last. Um, it's behind the boat. Oh, oh, funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing that you have that outside. Yeah. Does it like, and I suppose it was probably a free piano to you from Facebook. <laughs> Tiffany's the queen of Facebook marketplace. She finds the coolest Oh, thing. I love it. I love weird things that aren't toys. <laughs> tell us, okay, now we're getting off topic, but tell what your favorite Facebook find is from Marketplace. I mean, the rocket ship's pretty high on the list. Yes. We have this giant, I mean, giant doesn't even do it justice. It's a commercial grade beer doer, is I think what it's called. Oh. And it's like six feet tall by four feet wide metal ball <laughs> with a hole cut with in a it. hole in it that like usually there used to be a window in there that you would like see the color of the beer or whatever I don't know what the window is for oh my gosh but we don't have a window we just climb in it and play rocket ship and it's like the best thing to yell into yelling into that uh-huh. experience and it also just like really a giant bell that you, when you bang on it, it's just like a big giant six foot. Yes. Bell. Okay. So this ties, that back was to, a... this ties us back into the, the, when is the right time and place? And so outside yeah, yeah. really should always be the right time and place. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So but like, there's also like yelling, learning that happens outside too. Like if you shriek like you're injured all the time everyone around you is going to stop playing and say oh my gosh are you okay yep and that gets annoying so like what what tone do you use to pretend to be hurt like all of that learning that happens that won't happen if you're just quiet all the time right so you actually have to make noise sometimes in order to learn what's too much noise for yourself and for the people around you Mm -hmm. and you also have to make noise in order to communicate with other people so that you can mm-hmm. learn those social skills that we all need to get along in this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I never want a kid to feel like they're too loud for other people. Like I'm too much. Yeah. You know, so like, how do you give them space and help them navigate that? Like, you're a loud one. How, how do we do that in a way that other people enjoy? <laughs> right. You know? Right. Okay. So here's, um, here's a scenario. This is with older kids. Cause like, so one of my daughters is she processes life out loud. She is a verbal processor and many people are. So am I. <laughs> So is Tiffany. So we have to talk things through in order to solidify it in our brain or make sense of something. And Mm -hmm. she has to do that all day long, 24 seven, except for when she's sleeping. And even sometimes she talks in her sleep, 
But she is, we still have to learn. She's 10. Like she still is learning what tone of voice to use at certain, with certain things because her voice. So she either has like a, you know, just like her normal, like conversational tone or Mm -hmm. it will go to, um, I hate the world and everything in it. And I'm going to make your life a living. What? Beep. Beep. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we try to give her the space at home to, to practice that. But there also comes a point where it's like, we practice this all the time, girl. Like, (laughs) come on, this is dreaming. And that's how it is. I, I feel like in the early childhood classroom too, that children who are, I think it's like up to age seven, you, they can't process, um, they can't think words in their head. So they have to, I don't know if there's a term for that. They have to say all of the things out loud. And that's why young children are like, I got a new hair bow, you know, when it's, maybe has nothing to do with anything because they, the thoughts that they're, they can't think those thoughts in their head and they maybe saw somebody with a hair bow. And so then they immediately, I have a new hair bow. Um, so that's one of the big reasons why we need to let children have lots of time to talk, to communicate, yeah. to chat with yeah. each other, to play. I mean, really to play. Mm-hmm. And when Mm -hmm. we have, when, you know, if you're teaching in like more traditional program where it's, you know, 15 minutes of reading centers and then 15 minutes of math centers and then snack time, like if it's so structured and regimented, there isn't a lot of time for organic conversation to happen. And the only way that we can learn how to have conversation is to actually have conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's also a lot of, like, as a teacher, what is your role for facilitating that conversation? Mm -hmm. And we get stuck in this, like, everyone else is auditory processing everything around us. And somehow it's our responsibility to answer all of those questions. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That too, you know, somebody asks a question and just like hangs out in the room. And I feel like if it there's not someone there to answer it like am I letting them down emotionally like not like I know that that's not the answer but like that's the knee-jerk reaction somebody asks a question you answer the question but like how how often do you just need to like not say anything and let another child join that right or even in grown-up life like (laughs) why can't we leave people hanging when we're done and we don't want to answer any more questions. Yeah. That would be great. I tried to get yeah. much better at the, huh. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That's, yeah. Hmm. Or, I'm not sure. What do you think Have you asked about that? <laughs> yes. Because I think that is where a lot of the, like, inside voices, quiet stuff comes from. It doesn't come from other kids being you know, uncomfortable from being so loud that we describe it sometimes as like, wow, it's so loud in here. The noise fills the room and there's no room to play anymore. What are we going to do? But that's not where it's coming from. It's coming from like, my ears hurt. 
kids, mm-hmm. you're too much for me right now. I am sensory overload land. Yes. Um. Do you know what so, I find? Oh, keep going. I was just going to say, how do we like flip that? Because teachers have needs too. You don't get yes. to just ignore your needs because you're in that room. So how do you like reframe how you're looking at the sound level in a classroom? Are you just going to like, whew, they're playing loud on the piano. I'm going to hold on to my butts and just like make it through this 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm gonna end. Or are you going to say, hey, let's bring these drums outside. Mm. Like what, you know, how are you, how are you going to be the one to facilitate your own needs in a way that doesn't interrupt their needs? Exactly. And that's part of being like a yes teacher is finding a way to say yes to something because I mean, really, like if you go on the, the like three, whatever you want to call them rules, I don't know. What do we call those? It's it's okay if it's not hurting anyone, anything or yourself. Yeah. 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 If we go by that, like, okay, a pounding on a piano would not be comfortable for my ears, especially like in an indoor space where other people are really, you know, concentrating on their play, that might be kind of overwhelming. And so um, I do, yeah, I think it's perfectly okay to say, oh, this is, this is loud and maybe not quite the right time. Let's find the, let's find a way to say yes to this. And maybe it's mm-hmm. putting a keyboard outside or we have a huge marimba outside. Like, let's go play the marimba. That's actually a really good instrument to have inside because it's nice and like mm. muted, quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. The, okay. So on Minnesota's licensing rules, there is a rule that you have to have one musical instrument out in the classroom available for use at all times per child. That's a licensing rule? Yes. Yes. And so like, we don't always have them out because that's like, you know, it can get loud and overwhelming, but our child is the, yeah. Right. Our environment. Okay. So like if we had the musical instruments outside, that would not count on our licensing rules. Like it's, it doesn't count if it's outside. They don't, they don't include outside as like a learning space. Outside's just like recess. I don't know. So um, we like every time before licensing comes really quick, fast, pull a basket of 30 <laughs> instruments together and shove them on the shelf because it can be loud. Okay. Do you, do you allow a children? Okay. So like a lot of play-based programs don't have like an actual circle time when you're inside yeah. and kids feel like doing the dinosaur song from Lori Berkner. Do you uh-huh. say, Hey, Alexa, play the dinosaur song and then like play it loud so that every, anybody who wants to join in can like, what are your, how do you do that? Um, we have a morning transition circle time because our room's so small. We got to clean up for snack. Yep. And so part of that, like getting ready for food experience is having all the kids in one place so that there's not more stuff coming out while we're trying to put it away. Yep. Um, I always give them the option to watch and not sing. Like if you're not feeling it, sit over there, ask Mackenzie if she wants help. Um, 
but I also don't play songs. I always just sing them mm. because that to me is more, if we're going to do a group song, I never put it on to listen to. I always just sing it. Oh, interesting. More engaging. Yeah. I mean, we'll play songs in the background. So we like to have dance parties. And when we do have a good dance party, it's always like during playtime, they're feeling like, I don't know, they need some direction yeah. for body movement. Let's like give them something to focus on instead of okay uh, crashing each other or whatever. Uh, although I'm not opposed to crashing, you know, sometimes it's the vibe. We want to dance. Let's dance. Exactly. We, that's what And we there's do. always like a place yeah there's always like hey if you want to come dance come over on the carpet and we'll dance over here that way there's also on the flip side of that space to not dance yep or like outside it's pretty easy because you know if you go too far away from the speaker you can't really hear it anymore so if you want to come yep. dance you come dance up by the speaker or whatever I was just going to ask you do you um, take the speaker outside with you oh yeah we do too I'm, I'm trying to cut back my music use at school because we're not supposed to do it for our early achievers ranking. You're not supposed to have music on as background because it's distracting, which I think is a load of BS. Oh, interesting. Okay. I wonder I what think there's a difference they use for that. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. But I do think, you know, if you've got, what is it? Cocoa melon? Oh, Oh, yeah. the stupid guy really likes the broccoli. <laughs> do you like broccoli do you like broccoli yes i do you your kids are too old to know about this land yeah, of youtube they are terrible yep uh that is distracting because it's garbage music <laughs> yes. but like i'm gonna put on some nice classical philip glass station while we paint yes. and have a morning and we're like feeling that vibe yeah it adds to everything I totally agree I also love a good like folk music with kids um mm -hmm. I love reggae music because like it's just mm -hmm. so, like, a chill vibe yeah um, I have a playlist called cultivating joy which is just like bangers you can't be sad while you listen to this and some days there's just that like lugubriousness that catches on where like one kid has a hard drop off and then we all adopt those feelings and then it's like are we doing this all day I understand <laughs> feeling sad at a certain point are we doing this all day also like you're not feeling sad you're adopting her sad so like put on the playlist get a little energy flowing oh my gosh that's you really sad listening to anything from the troll soundtrack Ooh, I love trolls. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, anything else you want to add about the developmentally appropriateness of making noise or loud or being loud? We haven't talked as about like making new sounds and how that's how you learn to speak, man. Yeah. <laughs> Those like it's a lot easier to see when you have infants through preschool all together in yep. one center. Yep. Oh, one little battery over here. Just because like you would totally be okay with a one-year-old shrieking or banging a spoon against a pot 
Yes. But if it's older child going through that same exact process, building the same exact patterns in their brain, somehow that's not okay. <gasps> You're right. It's, it's so true. It's more, it would be shut down if they did that. Yeah. It's not considered like a de- developmentally appropriate behavior for a three-year-old. So you would shut right. it down, but why would we shut it down if that's something that they're learning through? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Especially because if you're going through that as a three-year-old, were you not able to access that as a one-year-old? Are you from like a very quiet house where you aren't allowed to raise your voice at all? And so now like you've been given that freedom. How are you going to exert that freedom? Yeah. yeah. I've never really thought about it that way, but I don't have like, in, we don't have infants and toddlers in our program. So I probably yeah. never have made that connection. I also, I feel like just, yeah, the voice and the sounds, it's very much how like we're both free the glue type of people. It's like mm-hmm. free the noise. You have to learn how to, how to mm-hmm. use just enough by using too much to begin with or too little mm-hmm. in this case, because if you're whispering, yeah. somebody's maybe it's not going to hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So- I also love that moment outside where you're just like like yelling for someone and they don't they're totally deep in play and it's like you're going to have to walk over and get her attention somehow (laughs) this isn't working and like that's also really important too it is hmm need it all yeah um I know you're trying to wrap it up but there's a this segues nicely into tone policing okay yeah tell me tell me a little bit daughter that there's like there's a difference between how do we talk in a way other people can hear and tone policing right like I don't want to listen to you if you're going to talk to me xyz but like your tone isn't use a different tone yeah like to me there's a difference between having feelings and expressing them through sounds and Uh emotions like I'm expressing my emotions by yelling versus this is the tone I use all of the time to talk to other people, right? There's like, I want to validate you when you're yelling and sad and upset and being really loud out of frustration, but I want to scaffold you if that is the tone you have learned to use to interact with other humans. Hmm. So how would you scaffold that? Because now I'm going to use this with my daughter. <laughs> uh, uh, it's hard. It's like that if that's how the tone you've used as your neutral for so long, it's yeah. really hard to change that. And yeah. should we change? I don't know. Um, I, I do a lot back with it of like, your voice sounds very upset right now. Do you, are you feeling upset? And a lot of times the answer is no. Oh, I feel like you're yelling at me. Uh-huh. Are you trying to yell at me? No. Oh, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> Let's find yeah. another, another volume to communicate at. Okay. Or, or another-, another way to say it. Okay. I like that. I'll try that with her. I don't know like, if it'll work. I don't know either. That's one of those, like, how do you change the environment and not the child? If that's, they've le- fundamentally learned in an environment, like their home environment, that this is how we talk you know? Right. But the funny thing is, is like in our home, that's not your home. Environment. No. So <laughs> like it's been her tone that she uses and it could be the byproduct of being the third born 
and mm-hmm. also being a verbal processor and wanting to be heard. And she knows she gets mm-hmm. more attention on her when that tone is used. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's all of that, but it's a really hard habit to break that tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is. Um, another phrase I've used is it's hard for me to understand you or to help you. I can't hear past your emotions right now. I say it nicer than that. Right. But you know, like that's, you know, like how can you say that in a way like, do you want to just feelings vomit on me? Cause that's cool too. But if you want my help, we're going to have to find a different a different way to discuss this yeah and I've used that on her that's where like I get triggered is where it's like you're here for my help but you're being a turd why are you even asking me for help yeah you know (laughs) yeah do you want you actually want my help right (laughs) but I just why are we my you're mad at your pants (laughs) what sometimes happens right so my daughter will like um can't she can't find anything to wear and this happens like almost every day before school and um can you help me find something to wear and so I will if you can use a different voice to ask me that sounds a little kinder and so then she'll yeah. say it, but she still has this giant scowl on her face. And then we go into a room and, you know, pull out, I pull out 17 different outfits and every single one is no, that one's ugly. No, that doesn't match good enough. Like it's every, and so finally it's just like, I, it doesn't seem like you really want my help. So I'm going to go. Yeah. Oh, why is parenting so hard? Oh, no. It's so much easier to teach. It is. It really is. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Anything else you want to add? I have to go pick up said this daughter is... from school. <laughs> this has been a really long discussion about, about sound. Sound. There's yeah. To it. There's a lot of. I know. And there's so much more of, too. You know, voices. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. because there's. Well, I think what I was at your house, I don't know, a month ago and well, two months ago already, no, a month ago. And, um, your son was sitting at the table and you and I were just working on our laptops across from each other. He was sitting there eating breakfast and he was blowing bubbles in his milk with his lips. And it was just, you and I just sat there and like kind of watched him out of the corner of our eyes we didn't say anything and he's like listen to this and <laughs> like was like totally experimenting with all of the different sounds that he could make with his lips in the cup out of the cup in the milk out of the milk it was fascinating yeah. and it drives my husband he's just like stop that that nobody's <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> Oh my goodness. But he, he might end up being like a beatboxer someday because he got to blow bubbles in his milk with his lips. Yeah. And maybe now he will be able to make an R sound. Like that's, 
that's what all of that is. It's just like building mouth muscles. Exactly. Yeah. Speech. It's all, yeah. it's all connected. So we need to let them talk. We need to let them make sounds. We need to let them be loud and we need to let them be soft and we need to let them say all the things and not say anything if they don't want to and support them. Right. And you should totally buy your four-year-old a miniature electric guitar. I think it's a great choice for all four-year-olds. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my. Hmm. Okay. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tiffany. Well, Kristen. It's been fun. We'll see you next time on Q&A with Okay. Oh, <laughs> That's been so long since we've said that. Oh, it's been so oh. long. I love you. Thank you for doing this episode with me. Thank you for inviting me to join you. Hey, I need you to do me a huge, 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 huge favor. If you liked listening and you want to be able to hear more, can you please go on to iTunes and leave me a five-star review? I would so appreciate it. And then connect with me on Instagram. It's learning.wild. We'll see you around.